0: Before we begin, I want you to know some of my runner-ups. <laughs> uh-huh. I, was, I was proud of them. There's there some good ones here. I had... Mate Master Pilot and Captain. Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. Like Ian yeah. is yeah, yeah, mate yeah. master pilot That's gonna be and his captain. next credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when this episode comes out, <laughs> Parker, put that in. Do it. And honestly, if it wasn't Do for it. acknowledging that Ian was like captain, I probably would have gone with it. But I couldn't yeah. I couldn't go on record calling Ian it's captain. It's too dangerous, yeah. It's too dangerous. I like the <laughs> Black eyes, lifeless eyes. Oh, yeah. Doll eyes. <laughs> doll <laughs> eyes. Doll <laughs> eyes. Does somebody
1: say that? That's yeah.
0: yeah, and, I yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a perfect engine oh, uh, yeah. eating yeah. machine. They swim, eat, and make, <laughs> make mini <mini-sharks. make laughs> shows. <sharks, yeah.
1: laughs> I did eat a lot of P. Terry's right before I came. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly, too.
0: <laughs> All right. You ready?
1: Yeah.
2: Welcome to this
0: week's edition of For the Love of the Frame, my name's Tim, and sitting to my left is the man who's got city hands, (laughs) counting money Uh. all his life. (laughs) Ian. I do count a lot of money. That's that's true.
1: <laughs> All the money that I make, I don't have it go to my bank account. I just have them send it to me, and then I just count just it like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, then then I swimming pool. Then well, I add it to my swimming apartment. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. That's why I got a small apartment, so that would be easier to fill full of money.
3: <laughs> um, pretty much up to my knees. Yeah. at this point, so <laughs> got
1: so, that going for me. <laughs> I guess I could say things are going pretty well.
0: <laughs> it's dangerous though, because you're not worthy to tie a seafaring knot. In as you're drowning in your money. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. It kind of loops to, back around uh, yeah. and your soft hand counting money can't uh, rescue you. Yeah. You I'm going to have it. to
1: make sure that I get a, a good seaworthy raft <laughs> <It's> in there.
0: <laughs> well, also with this is Aaron who has properly calloused hands. He's a man not afraid to work, not afraid to count money, not afraid to do anything. I met this woman who <laughs> <laughs> runs a, uh,
3: Runs like a, uh, what do you call Like a soup kitchen kind of thing. And she said that she, when she meets people, she always evaluates their hands. Mm. And
1: uh, my hands got two thumbs up. So. Oh, nice. I always wonder if I could like pass because I have climbing <laughs> calluses. So I feel like I could maybe trick people into thinking that I don't sit in front of a desk. You don't all trick day. me. Not hey, even close. You already know, Tim. I know. Yeah. Other, I could trick other people. You
0: know who else would know? Quint. Yeah, Clint, Clint would, know. Clint would probably know. That. That's true. Yeah.
1: But other people, I could probably trick other people. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll, blind people. We'll try.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, after, what was it? Four, four weeks? I should know. Yeah, several weeks of Oscar. Yeah, we did, oh, four, yeah. we did yeah. a lot of 2022 movies. So, yeah. to, to try to balance the scales, we're going all the way back to 1975. This, I think, is the oldest film we've done. This is the first movie from the Mm. 70s, I think, we've done. Mm. Done a couple in the 80s. I think it was our first 70s movie. Mm. Um, The classic Jaws, um, it's actually adapted from a novel. From what I understand, I've never read the novel, but the movie's very, very, very different. So Mm. different Mm. that Spielberg asked... uh, Um, His actor's not to read the book, (laughs) (laughs) but technically it is adapted. Um, Severely. Yeah, severely. (laughs) uh, Was the
1: book Moby Dick?
0: Is that the the book that it's adapted (laughs) off of? It's a whale, Ian. <laughs> wow, you said loosely adapted. It's <laughs> very I loose. Could, yeah, it could be it it's could funny. Be it. It's funny you say that um, Spielberg was the second choice to direct. He was only 29. Huh. I looked it up. He was 29 years old. 29? You this, this is his first uh oh, You're way behind. Like oh, main... well, not that behind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you <laughs> You're never going to catch up to Spielberg at <laughs> <Yeah>. this rate. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he, he, uh, this is his first, I think, major, you know, he had done a lot of smaller projects, um, 29 years old, but the original director got fired. Cause during the pitch meeting, when he was explaining his vision for what the movie was going to be to the money people, he confused whales and sharks. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was talking about how he was going to get a whale and shoot from the whales perspective. And so they fired him. <laughs> so,
3: he's uh, like, I'm
1: killer whale. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. I'd love to be in that meeting where he just keeps talking and everybody's like, we need to get rid of this guy. He doesn't even know what a shark yes. is. That was a slip of the tongue, right? It was like that slowly <laughs> yeah, dawning. Yeah, on yeah. was like, just, like, no,
0: that's not a slip yeah, of the okay, tongue. He, he, meant it. he really, he really sure. doesn't know the difference. Is it possible <laughs> that a grown man doesn't know the difference? <laughs> that's a fun thought. Anyway, 29 year old Steven Spielberg. Um, Tying it back to the Oscars, the Fablemans didn't win anything, but it was nominated for stuff. (laughs) Um, But I think remember uh, Ian and I were they said something where he he's been nominated in six decades. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Best director, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, twenty tens, and now twenty twenty. So six different decades that Steven Spielberg has received an Oscar nomination for best director. That's pretty incredible. That's,
1: that's yeah. That's twice of Ian's life. <laughs> that's a lot more uh, nominations he's than I have. He's
3: been two Ian's worth.
1: Yeah. that's wow, man. Yeah. Very impressive. Whenever you put it like that, <laughs> I mean, two of me for anything, I feel like is pretty impressive.
0: This movie, uh, one of me is very impressive. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just got to say, we should just stop talking now. <laughs> yeah, he's just, gonna, he's going now. There's yeah. no pulling him back. In the
3: future, I think the Oscar will be modeled on Ian. Yeah, yeah. will slowly become the Ians. Just look like me.
2: Yeah.
0: The statue'll have non-calloused hands, yeah. city hands. You can't tell. Um, movie won three Oscars, which I was actually surprised by. Um, but none of the interesting Oscars. It won for sound and editing and music. Nominated for picture, but didn't win. Um, Do you know what one? I did not I didn't look it up. So it's 2023. In two years, this movie will be 50 years old. It will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Jaws. That boggles my mind. That's crazy. And I think it's... So almost 50 years old, this movie has had a profound cultural impact. I think even as like... Basic as, like, human beings' relationships with sharks. Yeah. (laughs) I think this movie profoundly impacted, like, at that level.
3: Anytime I'm in the ocean, I'm ready to die (laughs) because of this movie. And I don't fear it. I just accept it. But I I agree. Like, this movie, like, people who've never seen the movie, I think, have a relationship to it in yep. some yeah, way.
0: That's true. That it's, is true. I, I think there's the the tide of sharks, and the music in this movie yep. is absolutely iconic. And it's it John is. Williams, who later went on to have an insane career. But just the did and did and did and did. I mean, it's it's two notes on the piano, and somehow those two notes played that way at that speed and in the way it like it's inspires magic. dread. It's yeah. magic. And you don't even have to have known the movie, right? Like I think you could probably sneak up behind a four-year-old and just do da da and they'd be like, "Why am I going to die?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They w-
1: yeah. It's I've done that before. <laughs> 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 He's kicked out of several daycares. Yeah. There's a lot of places I can't go
0: anymore. His picture is on that. the wall, <laughs> modeled after the Oscars. <laughs> also banned. <laughs> yeah, banned from all area daycares. <laughs> a swing bag. What can yeah. I
3: say? Yeah, and I. I wanted, I can't think of any examples, but I know
1: like those notes have been used in multiple movies. I mean, yeah. it's just. That's what we did. One. It was in. Um, shoot. Now i so It was in Swingers. Yes. Yeah, they have the. Yep. They have the Jaws. You're right. Song in Swingers. Yeah. Yep. Iconic.
0: Yep. It is. So since this is the first movie we've done that predates even me, um, <laughs> by a couple of years. <laughs> I actually am curious, and we talk about this a lot, but the first time you interacted with this is this predates all of us. So we mm-hmm. we all, none of us saw this in the theater. So, like, at what point, if you remember, like, first being or because it is sort of a ubiquitous mm-hmm. kind of movie. At the same time, like, um, I was watching this last night, my kids haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's in that weird spot where it's yeah. old enough that it's not exactly something you necessarily run into or or I don't know. They've seen some old stuff, but I don't know. It just it's it's inevitable, but not necessarily something that's gonna be the first thing to come up, I think. Yeah. My kids
3: watched it with me the other night and then immediately wanted to see the Meg and it's it's <laughs> really Meg. hurting me because I can tell they like the Meg more. <laughs> oh, see yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's painful. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was ready for them. Ian to be like, it's way better. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's not Jaws. Um Yeah. Like, like you're saying, Tim, like this movie has existed my entire life and I don't remember exactly when I saw it, but it it is one of those things that I always remember just knowing about it and Mm -hmm. and understanding because of this movie that sharks exist. They live in the ocean and feeling somewhat threatened by them. Um, (laughs) Even though apparently a lot of that is not true, yeah. yeah. This, I still believe jaws. Really <laughs> take that science! I'm going shows, yeah. Yeah. This is one where uh, when I read these reports, I'm like, that sounds exactly what a shark in a scientist coat would type out.
0: He's
1: just sitting there at the computer.
3: I don't know how these sharks are getting published. but uh, I don't trust them. Um, but. One of my earliest memories is uh, visiting family in California, going to Universal Studios. And they have that classic kind of back lot ride, if you've ever been, where they take you through... um, You're kind of like on a tram. And it takes you through um, kind of like stages or scenes that they have set up from like... There's like Psycho, King Kong, at least at that time in the 80s. And um, Jaws was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I just remember... It, it, the, the water kind of, the water level lowers, the tram's able to kind of like drive into the middle of it. And then the music starts playing and you, the fin starts oh, like coming dang. towards you. And I remember panicking. <laughs> like, you know, I was probably like five or six and I just remember panicking, like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, and uh, it's, it's, the memory is etched into my mind. Huh. And um, wow. it's one of my earliest Jaws memories.
0: That's terrifying. Uh, I'm like, I, I feel that even now yeah. as a grown man. I, <laughs> so you had heard of Jaws, Ian? No? I had okay. heard of Jaws, yes. I don't assume anything I mean, when it comes
1: to you. I, did, I heard it wasn't as good as the Meg. <laughs> but, you know, I heard it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, funnily enough, I actually hadn't seen Jaws until January of this year. Okay. So a couple months ago. I had just, I just watched it. Just kind so of, you,
0: you just thought sharks were like friendly? Yeah. You know, you well, get, I mean, I read all these reports <laughs> that, <laughs>
1: say that they're not
0: that dangerous.
1: The shark so. lobby is suspiciously <laughs> yeah. active.
3: That's yeah. all I'm saying.
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: no, no other animal has this kind of support. It's
0: they have access to all the sunken treasure at the bottom right. of the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their
1: resources That's are so, yeah. off the charts. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly why I watched it, but I, I hadn't seen it. And I think my, my sister, it was like during Christmas family vacation and she, I think one of my sisters hadn't seen it and somehow it came up and we started talking about it. And so I think that's why we watched it. And then the next day my dad bought a Jaws puzzle
2: oh, and wow. we did
1: a Jaws puzzle. It was really hard because it, cool, it was the poster.
2: And it oh, has like a lot of white and a lot blah, of yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It's it really actually poster. pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I I was pleasantly surprised, I will say. I think it really holds up. Like it does. People, like it's, it's, does. It's, it's it doesn't feel like corny or dated. Like it's the only well part done. that does to me is the first scene. Wherever mm. she's like getting dragged around. And yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the shark is like obvious. It's like it goes on for so long. <laughs> That scene feels corny, and watching that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. But pretty much the whole movie after that, it, it I think it really holds up. the
3: glasses up the bridge of his nose. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely
1: not <laughs> how <laughs> a shark attack yeah. yeah. would go. You're right. You're there's you. no way that I, I would ever attack somebody like that. But yeah, I, I liked it. I was uh, I was pleasantly. I don't even know if I was surprised, but mm. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I. Um I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was probably around maybe eight or nine. And I grew up in Massachusetts and we used to go, my parents were really into whale watches Hmm. off of Cape Cod. And so we lived in like the middle of the state. So it was about like an hour, or hour to Boston, probably, you know, depending on traffic, almost two hours to like the edge of the Cape. And I just remember we were going to go on a whale watch and we stayed in a hotel because like the, the call time was like super early the next morning. And I had gone on whale watches before and it was fine. But that night in the hotel <laughs> jaws came on oh, wow. <laughs> just randomly on TV. And so like to my, eyes for my parents, it was a big deal. Like back in, you know, the mid eighties, you, you know, you didn't, you couldn't just pull up Netflix or yeah. just put it in a movie. So you either rented it at the video store or you just serendipitously it came on TV. So they just were, like, really into watching it. So I got pulled into it. <laughs> and this was, like, my first time seeing Jaws right before getting on a whale-watching ship. <laughs> where you, if you've ever been yeah, on a whale-watch, really or at least, I don't know, the ones in Cape Cod, like, you, like, lose sight of land. and You get the way the heck out there. And I, it deeply broke me. I, <laughs> I was <laughs> terrified of the movie and then having <laughs> the immediate application of the uh, next day. the scene where like the, they find the wreckage of that boat yeah. and yeah. like the, he That's, bites through the hull. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just, I'm like playing that. And like, yeah. I'm like, this is a metal boat, not not a wooden boat. So shark sure, can't bite through metal. Right. No, 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 But then you're just like, but do I really know that? You know? <laughs> and it's just like that, that eight or nine year old mind, right. you know? And just being on the lookout for shark fins and just basically spending, like, the, the six or eight hours of that, like, whale watch convinced I was going to die. Just, you know. um, And I eventually, you know, I grew into it. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay. I'm both, you know, I, I can handle it. But, um, yeah, I think just, because I like the movie, mm-hmm. even though it terrified me. And the way, and, and I guess we'll get into this, but the way at the end the shark dies with the... Yeah. The it compressed, you know, the right. oxygen tank and the thing like that. That was uh, also traumatizing, <laughs> it wasn't just like yeah. you know, it, it, he like blew up, yeah, and, and yeah, that it's just everything about it. But it is funny now, like seeing it through adult eyes. And I, I, I've watched it now, maybe every couple of years, I'll because mm-hmm. it's such a great right. film, and I, I marvel, especially because Spielberg had this amazing career, so you. It's kind of the the first, like, real Spielberg movie or memorable Spielberg movie. It's hard for me to, like... I guess you can see talent or whatever at a young age because, like... This movie is impressive for its restraint, I think, in in my eyes. It's like a thriller. Like, Mm. it could very easily... Be you know, we, we all know these, like, lesser versions of these kind of monster movies or, you know, just a lot of jump scares and, and whatever. This movie's, like, really psychological. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it's, to me, it, it makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading, and Spielberg admits he wanted the shark in the movie way more, but the mechanical shark was yeah, malfunctioned yeah, so right. often. Uh, couldn't use it. They couldn't yeah. use it. So he had to, like, he had to figure out... how to generate suspense without having the shark on screen, which it's like a cool historic example of like what was thought of a bad thing at the time ended up, Mm -hmm. I think Jaws is way less memorable if you see the shark constantly. It's just another kind of thriller type movie. It's indistinguishable from a lot of other movies. But the the way that really plays up that um, I think makes it like – age well and last.
1: Yeah, the suspense is the best part of this for sure. And it does help that, I mean, but the shark does look good. I mean, it looks even 50 years old. it, It looks really good for being mid 70s. Um, but yeah, I I think having it, so whenever you do see it, it doesn't disappoint, Yeah. but yeah, I think building it up and you get these glimpses of it early Mm. on, but getting like the music and then you kind of see from its perspective and yeah, all that, it's, it definitely adds quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I was, uh, reading just some, some things Spielberg said about it. He was maniacal when it came to filming that. Anything in the that was shot in the ocean that you not be able to see land because mm-hmm. he wanted the mm-hmm. audience to feel like if there's land, you can always swim back, mm-hmm. right? He wanted them to feel like the, the giant vastness mm-hmm. of the ocean and almost that, like, you're on the shark's territory. You know, right. It's yeah. that, that sense of dread. Like, some of the like maybe lesser thought of psychological parts of storytelling, I think, are really like Spielberg, like, really dialed into those, yeah. Um, and he, he was also talking about one of the things he learned from from doing Jaws, there's, uh, when they did a test screening, this scene where um, Brody is is talking, like right before he does the, we're going to need a bigger boat kind of famous line, <laughs> mm-hmm. when like you see the fin pop up behind him and it's like a jump scare. Yeah, the audience yeah, yeah. like had a higher reaction to it. And so Spielberg noticed that and he said in his words that he, he got greedy And so he went back and he created the jump scare with the uh the head coming out of the Oh. Uh Uh That I watched that last night, that got me. I jumped three feet in my chair. And I was like back in my mind I knew it was coming, but I was so still caught off guard. That's creepy. But that got the bigger reaction, and he noticed the Finn Mm. one got a lesser reaction, and Uh he said he learned you can really only surprise an audience once, Mm. and then it's on guard for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So you can try for multiple jump scares, but you can only truly get them once, and then there's, like, something in human nature that puts you in, like, a defensive And Then you're activated. You're activated. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it makes sense. It's interesting just that he was so in tune with all this stuff. With it not being like a horror movie Mm -hmm. or like, I mean, because it really is more of an adventure movie than like a thriller per se. I mean, it definitely has kind of elements, but a lot of it is more like Indiana Jones type, especially with the music. Um, But I think him able, him being able to take a lot of those elements that would be like more probably. Just in general, people lean more on in horror movies mm-hmm. really builds the suspense well. And then putting that into kind of a fun action movie mm-hmm. works super well. Yeah,
2: it's,
3: it's genre building. I'm sure yeah. many film students have written papers on. Like, oh, I'm sure. I'm
1: sure it's yeah. been an assignment. Like, Bunch of nerds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was funny because we, we um, I figure what episode it was, but recently we were talking about how you very rarely see kids die in movies. Yeah. And you almost like you talk about being activated. Like, as an audience, yeah. whenever I see a kid in trouble, there's that part of me that's like, you know, kind of tamp it down, mm-hmm. relax, nothing's going to happen. And we, <laughs> you can think of a couple examples. Yeah. Of, like, this Jaws should have been like one of the first examples that to pop mm-hmm. to mind because they take out. Yeah. <laughs> And so later in the film, when you see, you know, Brody's kids and then right. you see the kids in the sailboat, like, all that's fair game. Yeah, that well, is very that true.
1: That That is one thing that he does really well, too, is that there's a lot of false alarms where you think something's going to exactly. happen and it doesn't because I – the first time I watched it, and even this last time that I watched it for the podcast, I was like, oh, shoot, like, what, are they, is he going to get him here? Like, I kind well, of forgot parts of it. To uh, me,
0: the one where, um, <laughs> like, the, the two townspeople – like the one guy steals the wife's holiday roast and they put a big hook oh, in yeah. it and they go <laughs> yeah, to the dock. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you see like, yeah. you know, the bait gets taken and then the dock gets ripped. And those the one guy, you know, and you see him and the shark's coming after him yeah. and he's trying to get back. And you're just like, that guy's a godder. Right, yeah. It's like, and then he's no slipping way. on the dock. Yeah. You're like, I know how this plays out. Yeah. this is exactly, and then he gets up. It's yeah. fine. And it's like, you yeah great movies have the false note like the mm-hmm. you think it's going to happen and it doesn't yeah. and then you don't think it's going to happen and it does yeah. and Jaws hits those plays yeah, them both, multiple times it takes perfectly. that
3: activation thing and you starts using it against exactly. you and then that like
0: disorients you all over again mm-hmm. so it is it's pretty brilliant yeah so this is um, again we were talking about like the serendipity or what was intended <laughs> and then It was originally thought of a bad and ended up being good. Um, This movie was meant to be released in December, which in the 70s, your crappy movies got released in the summer. Because Americans hadn't yet figured out that it's better to stay in air conditioning <laughs> and sit in front of a TV. So they used to, like, do things like go outside. We're and just
2: outside sweating. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck should we do?
0: They used to exercise and engage in nature and do stuff like that, like suckers. Ooh. Ooh. And so, they didn't have YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have YouTube. And so, like, your good movies were usually in colder weather months or, you know, not the summer when people had vacation. Um, but because this movie missed, it had so many production delays and it was so over budget and it was just so difficult. It was supposed to be released. I think November, December, it got released in June Mm -hmm. because it was just, the studio was just like, we're going to eat a loss, just throw it out there. And it becomes, I think I read something like. Almost 70 million people in 1975 saw this in the theater, which was a, mm,
2: it's wow. the
0: first $100 million movie ever. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, and so it became so insanely popular. And it was one of the first movies people would go to time and again. that would mm, see it mm, multiple times. Mm. Um, and it, so it invented the summer blockbuster. So oh, wow. after, Jaws was the first one to, like, show hey, people can be enticed <laughs> to come inside in the air conditioning and watch a movie <laughs> in a nice summer day. Um, and so and you want yeah. all of our community building went downhill right. after that. So you want to blame yeah. Jaws and Spielberg. You but know. at
3: least we weren't hot. That's right. <laughs> and we're entertained. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's two wins yeah. versus
2: one
0: loss. Seems
1: pretty good.
0: Seems like we're on top. Yeah. Yeah, so that's
1: another... I've always heard it talked about that as, like, the very first summer blockbuster.
0: Yeah, and so it's just interesting, so, like, as a historical note, but just how things track with human behavior, and then you have outliers, and then it kind of can pull it in a different direction. Um, So it's just, like, besides just being a shark movie, besides being, like, a thriller, it has a lot of, like, historical, even to, you know, we're laughing about it, but... Some sociological impact that's far greater than cinema, (laughs) you know, and not that a movie alone, you know, there's a lot of contributing factors to the change of behaviors over time, but it's not nothing, you know. I
3: was thinking yesterday, this might be the movie that I've had the most like dynamic relationship with in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's because of a lot of these factors we're talking about, like it has... It has affected my life in so many ways, <laughs> and it's like it's it's a good movie, and I really like it, but I don't think i would like it wouldn't make like my top ten or anything sure. like that you know and so it's it's so interesting that it it it's uh i don't even know how to like categorize it or talk about it exactly, but the effect that it has had on so many people it's it's just fascinating and it's just one of those you know, no one <laughs> thought that when they were making it. And it's just, it's kind of the way history works. Like people just keep at things and then.
0: Yeah. I'm genuinely genuinely curious because I honestly don't even know my own answer to this question I'm about to pose. But the relationship between like humans and sharks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a fascination there that exists you know, like we, we have Shark Week now or whatever yeah, is it, Discovery. True, yeah. Some channel does it. Yeah, I don't know. Shark Week. But like uh-huh. kids, like sharks and dinosaurs, and there's just certain things that capture kids' imaginations, adults. We have entire genres of movies that are just shark movies at this point. There are a lot. Tons I was looking on stuff.
1: IMDb, just kind of like all the similar ones. Yeah. Like, there's a lot.
0: Yeah, so
1: many. Yeah.
0: And the movie, right, so at the time, the movie doesn't know what's coming in the future. And... I forget. It must be um, (laughs) Hooper. Um, So uh, I guess we just—if you haven't seen Jaws, Hooper is Richard Dreyfuss. He's the scientist. Brody is the mayor, or not the mayor, the, the chief of police. Sure, chief, yeah. And um, Quint, Quince Quint. is the grizzled Irish uh, kind of old hand hunter of sharks. Captain. Captain, that's right. He's the captain. He's got weathered sea hands. Yep. <laughs> he can spot the non-callous money-counting hands. Um, so those are your main characters. Uh, it had to have been um, Hooper, uh, but, but he said, you know, you yell barracuda, like Mm. barracudas are scary. They have sharp teeth. They can be Mm -hmm. mean, but like barracuda bites you and people go, huh? You yell shark, people get out of Dodge. You know, so uh, somewhat of that dynamic had to have existed, right? Mm. Jaws didn't invent the human relationship with, with uh, sharks. But like, what do you think accounts for that? Like, like, what is it about sharks that holds such a, a hold on our imagination and our fears and our, it like scintillates us or whatever. I, I don't know.
3: I don't know if this is true and it, it might just be perceived, but there's only like, it, it's like a small pool of like kind of like apex animals, like humans being one of those. And and there's like a small number of like other animals that were like, okay, if I came face to face with that, like mm-hmm. I <laughs> probably wouldn't win. And but so many of them feel like, and this is where I'm saying, this might be perceived and not actually true, but I think some, like, I think of, like, bears and tigers. Like, tigers don't even exist in our part of the world, but, you know, there's mountain lions and bears and, like, things like wolves. But I feel like human interactions with them, I don't know what it is, because uh, they probably are around at times when you don't even realize it the same way that sharks are. hmm and I was kind of going down this track of maybe it's just that sh- for some reason, sharks feel like more possible or more, I don't know exactly what, I don't know. I'm trying to like piece it together, but
1: yeah, I, I th- can't quite put my finger on it, but I do think uh, like what you were saying about dinosaurs, I think really taps in it. There is something about it feeling like this thing was made to be dangerous. Mm. And even like, yeah, I got like bears, like I, I don't know. Bears don't look all that dangerous. Like they do if they're mad and if they're right. kind of, but like, if you just see one, they don't. We're
0: going to do the revenant next. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually was just thinking that that bear looks dangerous. <laughs> well, maybe like their default.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, 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 if, saying, saying, like if you just like kind if you just of see a picture
3: yeah. of a bear, Yeah. it doesn't look scary, but you see a picture of a shark and you're like, oh, like,
1: because there's, no, have, there's
3: no situation where I want to be around. No, that. yeah, it's,
1: <laughs> it is. It's just like, I mean, whenever you see it coming towards you, it's like all mouth yeah. <laughs> and, then, and it has like four rows of teeth or whatever. Like I think it has, they have like teeth. three. Yeah. It's like, that, and they're all sharp. But like, <laughs> it really, but, and that's all you see. There's no friendly teeth. Right. Yeah. No good <laughs> teeth. Yeah. And I think too, just being in the water, like right. everything else is kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe I could climb a tree or like right, do yeah. something and uh, but there's something about being in the water that i think is really terrifying but for some reason we like that i don't know why we're drawn to that but yeah, yeah. it's
3: like in the composite sharks are almost the most like foreign to us yeah like the kind of way that we're like like a bear they have limbs they they walk and run like we do i don't know what they eat berries they eat berries (laughs) they they come in little honey bottles (laughs) maybe if the honey industry is making shark (laughs) bottles we'd like sharks more (laughs) they fight
2: forest fires They they,
0: they seem
3: to be on our side that's what i'm trying to say
0: i think that actually is like listening to you guys like there's like teddy bears or there's like cuddly pictures or cute pictures of tigers. They're like cats. We like cats. We like cats. Yeah. Bears can be like teddy bears or bear cubs are cute. And
2: yeah,
0: yeah, they could rip me in half if they ever wanted. And I am like wary of that, but they're still kind of cute. You know, in a shark, just there's no redeeming. Anything, it's just like a, even like the, the dead soulless eyes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. like they have yeah. no emotions. I think yeah. that's a, like bears or tigers. Yeah. You can like anthropomorphize like right. emotions yeah. on them. Right. You can't, a shark never looks like sad or happy. <laughs> it just, it looks hungry and like yeah. hell bent on killing you. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if it's not, I think that's, that's part right. of the thing. Because yeah. right, like, the real thing is they're very risk-averse and they, you right. know, like they aren't trying. There's right. relatively few shark attacks on people. Mm-hmm. And usually it's because from below, like the kid on a surfboard looks like a seal and they just, right. they're just legit confused, you know. Um, But it's all it takes is one crazy one. <laughs> yeah, the
3: anthropomorphizing, I think that's a big aspect of it because I think – there's some part of me that if it's a bear or a lion or something, I'm like, maybe it won't feel like eating me. Yeah. <laughs> but a shark, I think I'm all, it always wants to eat me. Like, that's my thought process anyway, you know? And, <laughs> and there's not that much you can do about
0: it. It's just it. a murder science, Yeah. But they're also like fascinating, like, like Shark yeah. Week, right? Like, right. I don't go out of my way. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm definitely not the biggest. Shark kind of fan or whatever, but like if I'm kind of flipping or whatever, and there's a shark documentary on, like I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not boring, mm. you know. And seeing sharks take down seals or seeing sharks <laughs> yeah. take down, you know, or it's like breach the yeah. water and go and some the way their teeth or their mouths retract and like you do, you see yeah. the rows and and it's just super. The fact that they're almost all cartilage. That's, like, what that's I was another thing. Th- yeah.
3: yeah, the way they're built, like they just they even look like almost machine-like, like Like they they look like a car, like a fighter jet or something. Yeah,
0: like a fighter jet's a good, yeah. Yeah, it's just... No wasted. You don't look like that's a fat shark. It's just like, that's a bigger shark. I've never (laughs) seen (laughs) seen a fat shark. You could eat more of me. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's also something to that idea of like, as humans, we don't walk around thinking, even if I know a lot of animals could like take me out, there's that feeling of like, I have a gun, you know, I have access to firepower. (laughs) So like maybe, you know, hand to hand combat, I'm going to lose, you know, but let me, you know, utilize my human uh, technology. I'll take care of you. (laughs) Like even something ridiculous, like a bear, which I know even like a shot, like it's not easy to take down a bear, but there's still that like delusion that can, you know, we are so slow and clumsy in water. Yeah. Even if you're Michael Phelps, like, and all it takes, right, the shark yeah. doesn't even have to kill me. The shark can just pull me down and then I drown. Yeah. It's just like there's so many ways for any interaction to go wrong. It like, it's terrifying but also thrilling in a weird way because yeah. we are not used to confronting that idea. And so just seeing the, I think the raw power and then like the possibilities, there's something, there's something there. Yeah, I don't know how accurate it is, but
3: I've always heard like you you punch it in the nose like a yeah, shark. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, does the shark know that? <laughs> because... <laughs>
0: That's the shark lobby. They <laughs> want yeah. you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been
3: to Dave and Buster's. I've <laughs> done the punching thing. Like I, I scored like a 900 on that punching machine. Uh, when I look at a shark, I, I do not think he's going to feel a thing <laughs> yeah. like if I punch him in yeah. the nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's interesting, obviously, a couple decades later, Spielberg does Jurassic Park. Oh. And, you know, you kind of have the lizard thing, which, you know, sharks aren't lizard, lizards aren't sharks. But, you know, There's, some of that, yeah. you know, similar terrain, but the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park aren't positioned as like monsters or as mm. like even the big bad guy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of depicted, you know, obviously they're brought back through this weird science DNA right. thing, but it's almost like the they're inherently feral. This is whole. They're just, just animals. They're just animals. Right. They're
3: doing what animals do, and it's our fault that we. And there's a yeah. way of
0: depicting sharks the same way. Right. And yet it's <laughs> just, <laughs> it would be interesting to have like, Jurassic Park done in the style of Jaws, you know, with like the Mm. T Rex or the Raptors. Yeah,
1: that would be pretty interesting,
0: actually. You can pitch that to Stevie. Yeah, see what he thinks. Maybe he just really hates sharks, and so
1: (laughs) he just like he wanted to make a movie to make it so everybody else hated sharks too.
3: (laughs) He went to school with the shark who bullied him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he's like, I'll show you. Ate his lunch every day. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I always wanted to eat
3: tuna. He took it from
1: me every day. Every day there was
3: just a bite taken out of his backpack. He's like, "Come on, again."
1: He's just walking around in school and he hears the music. He's like, "Oh, come on!" Turns around and it's already. He goes to his garage. Half his, his bike is missing. He's like,
3: "You gotta be kidding me!" This. I really hate God. that shark.
0: Well, he got the last laugh. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
3: He- he turned all of us against them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was really like, this summer or like after this got released, um, oh, I forget where it was, but some like pygmy sperm whale got beached. And people <laughs> beat it to death. Because oh oh, they thought it was a shark.
2: Oh <laughs> See, that potential director, oh, maybe he wasn't so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Apparently,
3: they're not so easy to <laughs> tell. <upon. laughs> That's right. Maybe the people were just like, this thing might know a shark, so we <laughs> yeah. go back and tell your friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just going to do it. in yeah.
0: string it up on the docks. <laughs> this is what happens.
3: This is what happens when you mess with humans.
0: <laughs> That's why the sharks got their lobby. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we can't fight to yeah. do it. Yeah. We are playing the long game. <laughs> this film is basically... Um, Cut into two parts. There's the mm-hmm. the beginning or the first half where the shark, people missing, tension with the, the town and the mayor and the chamber of commerce and the police chief all wanting different things. And then the second half of the movie really is just three guys on a boat <laughs> hunting. Drinking. <laughs> Drinking. <Yeah. laughs> Telling Time <of> stories. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I you know I, I we can we can go wherever the the tide takes us but um maybe looking first at the the first half of the movie for a thriller kind of popcornish movie I actually thought there were some interesting ideas developing on you know this is a coastal tourist town yeah. the vast majority of its uh business is you know the the summer couple of months and so Having a shark attack, closing that like, it's easy to just be like, oh, that's the bad guy. I actually think that's kind of nuanced, or th- it is at least somewhat interesting. And yeah. I figure if anyone can do it, Ian can give us a defense of, of the mayor <laughs> and, and his actions. Uh Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm sure Mr. <laughs> yeah, business over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I could, yeah. I, I don't personally, well, I mean, you can see where he's coming oh, yeah, from. Stop, see, there it is, <laughs> there it is. You can, you can see where he's coming from. He's like from. a shark trying to
0: put like a, a whale out of it, a mask, trying to get people's defenses <laughs>
1: yeah, down. It's a little dolphin mask. A little Puts dolphin a little, mask.
0: With <laughs> contacts
1: in that make it look like <laughs> it He's been learning eyes. to squeak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can see where he's coming from, and like, there is an economic. I think the way that it plays it out is that he is just the selfish, you know, selfishly wanting to keep everything open. But in a way, I, I don't know why I'm even doing this because you set this up. But since we're here, walk right into my yeah, <laughs> But he is. I mean, in a way, he's like he's trying to look out for the the town, you know, that he's mayor of. But it is an interesting it's an interesting perspective, uh, like battle or shift. Cause from his perspective, this basically it like never happens. Like, and he's saying like, he's, right. you know, he's probably lived there his whole life. It's never happened in his whole life. Whenever, even when Hooper and Brody are trying to convince him, they're like, Oh yeah, this happened in like 1918 or something. I mean, it's like, you know, a long time ago. And so it's not a common thing. So you could see why he would be skeptical of it. And it is very, it it would have like very financial repercussions on pretty much everybody in the town. And so it's interesting to see, I I like seeing the priority shift where like if there is a shark, that's obviously important. And the mayor doesn't like blatantly want anybody to die. But if there isn't a shark, then what Brody's saying is going to cost everybody a lot of money and would be for nothing if it's a false alarm. So it is interesting seeing it played out that way, because I I think there's even spiritual applications there of like, well, if certain things are real, like if God's real, then that is something that's at least like working, looking into and like working through and everything. And if he's not, then like your perspective very much is going to shift and it should shift. Um, But it really does depend on kind of the assumptions that you make about the world and what's going on around you. So, yeah, I I thought it was interesting. I thought yeah, there are two legitimate perspectives. Obviously, Brody is played up as the good guy and the mayor is the bad guy. But I will say, too, whenever they get Brody's on the ferry and all the councilmen, they roll up in the car. Yeah. I was like, "That's all I want to be in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on a council, getting that car. Yeah, <laughs> I just come out in my like pink suit with my like light blue tie. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's, it's Fourth of July. Come on, we're not we're not really closing the beaches, are we? It's like surely the shark will be celebrating. <laughs> right? He's yeah, I take mean, the day uh, off. He's excited. not a monster. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he, he's still American. No I did appreciate that that part of the movie like you guys are bringing up because there is like there is a realistic like alternative universe where the mayor's right and it's mm. the shark bit someone and then it moved on and mm. it's it's not in the area anymore and the um <clears throat> you know the overabundance of caution would really like cripple the town economically and um <clears throat> it is it's interesting to think about and it it's um it's a real dynamic that happens in our world like our you know you live in a city, you live in a neighborhood. Uh, there's all these different factors and interests. And you, you've. it's kind of like the job of a society to kind of figure out how to make it all work. And it's really a difficult
0: task. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It would be easy, and I think a, a lesser version of this film makes the mayor this cartoonish, evil, kind of money-grubbing character. But he was also representing the will of the people. <laughs> like, when yeah. they were in that room all the people were outraged at the idea of the yep. beach closing and Brody was kind of acting, Hey, he's, he's like wired for safety. He's the police guy. He's the protector. And I think he expected people not to be controversial, <laughs> but he's also new to the town. He yep. doesn't understand really. It's his first summer there. They, they go to the way to, to iron out that detail. He comes from New York city mm. and he's kind of taking this cush, you know, kind of mayor of a small resort town gig but he, he didn't really get the heartbeat and it mm. is like that's a tourism thing and it's um not so <laughs> we're a fearless podcast we will go wherever the the discussion takes us but <laughs> I, I remember uh the the mayor being brought up or this scenario and Jaws being brought up when like COVID first hit and the closures and like yeah I was actually thinking like spring that, yeah. break yeah. happened in March you know it's so, like you know if the Florida beaches or some you know and like a lot of money and then like at the time no one really knew or understood what this right. COVID. Is. it was kind of like the shark it, like
2: right. maybe this yeah. thing's
0: gonna wipe out half of us you know or maybe it's nothing yeah. like no one really knew other than you know enough was there that it was like something to be reckoned yeah. with
3: COVID bit my leg off yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it grew it's back. like <laughs> it
2: grew it's back. one thing to look at a movie
0: and be like yeah those people that's shark, but you know yeah, shark bites are infrequent. There is economic devastation and a lot of people's livelihoods, mortgages, you know, ability to put food on the table, like, if you want to like stop and think about it, it, they're actually, I think it is a more of a gray area. I think once they start stacking the bodies, <laughs> right, then, Yeah, it, it pushes there's a certain off point. There. There's a certain, yeah. But I think even the mayor acknowledges that. He's like, my kids yeah. were on that beach. Right. Like, he. After he, that kid dies, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I really yeah. like the, the psychological, because I think we can all relate, where it's like, okay, this college girl, you know, and they're like, well, can't we, you know, she got caught up in a motor. It happens all the time, you know. <laughs> like you're drinking, it's easy yeah, to just Yeah, Like why are like, we really do we have do yeah. we really have evidence of the shark? Right. You know, is mm-hmm. that just what we think happened or do we know? it? You start like teasing that yep. out, you back yourself down, do I really know that? You know, cuz it's the conclusion we want to reach. And like the the way, you know, as it goes from there to like okay, it's a shark. Which let me just pause because I have to get this off my chest. Hooper is like a, what is he He's an OCR, a marine biologist or whatever yeah. his. Yeah. When he's doing the autopsy. I was wondering on, that too. Like, what? He didn't go to medical school. Yeah. He's like yeah. super like, like, you know, using these like hyper specific <laughs> medical terms. like, wait, wait, you study sharks. And he and has, su- why does he have the mic? Like, yeah, Does, does he do that? He's doing like the actual <laughs> autopsy. And I then he's know. doing this forensic analysis yeah. of like, well, this is clearly not a. You know, a motorboat accident. Red. Like, How does he have know you that? seen Red. that? Like, yeah. did you go to like, coroner school and yeah. then, like, study the mechanism? Like, I was thinking the same thing. Because he's, <laughs>
3: he's contradicting the, the coroner's report, the, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And the coroner's just taking
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, he's, he's just there and he's like, <laughs> is this, this is guy? obviously <laughs> yeah. a shark. And he's like
1: staring him down, and the guy's just like, what?
0: <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But, like, they conclude it's a shark, and so. The, the human spinning psychology part of yeah. wanting your beach open, wanting the tourism dollars, but <laughs> wanting safety. It's like, okay, not a boat accident. Okay, we're going to acknowledge this is a shark. I think at that point, the dog had been eaten in the, I think maybe even the little kid. I forget exactly. Um, but then it becomes, we're going to put a bounty out, and then they catch the the, the shark. Yeah, yeah. And they hang it up. And then like the, the eagerness to like take photos in right. their impulse is like get this in as many papers like we're going to yeah. project it we're going to turn a weakness into a strength we're going to be like it's going to make us unique it's going to actually rather than repel people it might actually draw people because they it's exciting it's new it's in the news people are going to want to be you know around um in how like the the contrary facts are just like 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 at that point, Hooper's just like, 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 why are you trying to mess with us now? Like, you know, we got the shark, but they didn't want to examine the stomach contents. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that seems disgusting. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> actually, you could tell. I, I there's a ton out there on Jaws, which I got sucked into a rabbit hole of reading all this like behind the scenes trivia. They actually took. That's a literal shark carcass. Oh, wow. They, they found it in Miami. They shipped <laughs> it up. They shot it in Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. And wow. by the time they shipped it, it was like decomposing. Uh, and all the innards and the organs broke loose. Uh, and like, because they had it hanging. So uh, it came to like the mouth and like the throat of the shark. And so uh, the actors had to like... I'm just like... So you have a mechanical shark... <laughs> Like, you you couldn't have figured out a way to not have a rotting, (laughs) literal shark carcass while you're shooting that. I don't know, I guess they're going for authenticity. Uh, it looks good. It looked it looked good. It looked real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's because it, it was real. Yeah, I did think um it's kind of another aspect of that too is whenever Hooper comes in and he's he he does act strangely for an oceanographer or whatever the heck he is. But all that aside, but I do I like his character. So oh, it's I mean, great. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. But whenever he's <laughs> being real strong with the mayor and kind of saying, like, what do you you know, just what are you doing? Like, this is obviously wrong. He's, they're kind of going at it. The, but the mayor's like, well, you just want to get your name in like national geographic. Like, right. and so there are these conflicting, you can see how from the mayor's perspective, it's like, we obviously, if it is a shark and this isn't the shark, it's good for you. Like, right. cause you know, this plays into your career and what you want to be doing, and so there are conflicting
0: priorities there. And Hooper which is was about to leave to go study. Right? Yeah. And he was he was gets on the get phone. On. He's like, yeah. there's a great way in here, right. so I don't need to go. You need to come to me." But yeah. he was on his way out of town. Yeah, mm-hmm. for exactly that reason. Yeah. So uh, it is interesting.
1: You see the different, uh, just the different priorities and how that shapes the view of the different characters and like what they so they kind of have these assumptions and then a perspective and then viewing the same situation the their actions and what they try to get out of that are very different based on their perspectives But, but the what's interesting is that like what matters is reality like reality is because if there is no shark Brody's wrong and he's going to cost everybody a lot of money but there is a shark that's going to kill people then the mayor's wrong and he's going to cost people's lives
0: and a lot of money
1: yeah and a lot of money yeah <laughs> that's true yeah yeah. The, the only one who wins is Quint and yeah. he just does whatever he wants all the time so <laughs> 3k to find it yeah.
2: 10k to catch it yeah <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that picture cause I, I don't know why, but that's a lot of ever since I was a kid, I feel like that's a lot of how I think about the world. Like it, it's hard to know what reality actually mm-hmm. is, but everybody has these perspectives and then based on their perspectives, you can push a story and act a certain way and get other people to act a certain way. But it really is, if you don't actually know what reality is, you can shift your perspective and you can make it play
0: kind of however you want and Mm -hmm. whatever works in your favor. I think, yeah, I think we find the same dynamic interesting because every one of those characters, if you ask them, they would say their motive, it's what's best for the public. Right, yeah. Every one of them. And Mm. and I think at some level they mean it. And then every Mm. one of them has a hidden like ulterior motive. That's Mm. not necessarily that they're lying about caring about the public good. Right. But there's a secondary consideration that's undermining and pulling their. It's not just this pure untarnished. This is obviously the public good or what's right or what in your words, what reality is it's, being influenced, so whether it's it's fame in academia or it's you know keeping your voters happy or it's making sure that your restaurant like you hit your your financial goals so you can survive the winter off peak months whatever it is like those secondary things you would never say I don't care about the public good I care about my restaurant right like, no one says that yeah they say they care about the thing and then they have that secondary thing that that pull but they pretend that the secondary thing is independent and it's yeah. not. <laughs> And and that's true for all of us. Like Mm -hmm. it it pulls at us, but we, we can't, we're not intellectually honest enough because we think that we can separate the two. And for the most part, we can't, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible in every scenario, but for the most part, we're really bad. You know, we, we paper over the real motive with the kind of altruistic one. Yeah. I mean, our motives are always
3: complex. I don't, Mm. I don't think they're ever, that's what it is to be human. Like they're, they're never just pure. So it's not, it's not like it's inherently wrong but I think um, when you're not honest about it and you're not acknowledging like these are my complex motivations as a human um, that's where you can get into trouble. And Mm. um, it is, it it demonstrates the difficulty of like relative truth. And if everyone has their own truth, there are ways that that can be true, but it's always going to be flawed and, and distorted and, I think it's part of it, it might be one reason why we desire like an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. We we desire like a a standard or something that we can measure against or um we reject that because we don't mm-hmm. want the the kind of um I don't know th-
1: we don't want to have to live under that authority.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cuz if that becomes clear then you have to you have like once it becomes clear there's a shark you have to shut down the beaches otherwise right. you're you're the monster you know it's not it's not the shark it's the mayor at that point if the mayor is like yeah everybody everybody go swim keep coming like and so you have to you have to make those decisions once mm-hmm. it's clear that the reality is dangerous uh and and yeah a lot of times we it, it can be easier to ignore that reality instead mm-hmm. of actually come to terms
0: with it what's interesting is that this like what Jaws is loosely based on is a true story. Mm. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it's funny. It probably, I don't know, 04, 05, somewhere in there. A friend of mine, I was living in, in New York at the time. They had a, a beach house in Jersey and we went to the house for the weekend and they casually let loose, like, you ever see Jaws? Like, yeah. He's like, this is the beach that the oh, events wow. are made or like based on. And I was just, but it was, like, leaving town, not going into town. So, like, I would already been doing all that. Like, it would have completely ruined it if you told me that the front end. But it's a true story. Um, I think it was, like, 0, 0, 08 or 09, or somewhere in there. Um, it's a beach in New Jersey. And the real story, it, it tracks a similar pattern as the movie where there was a college-age kind of victim, and then a dog, and then a child, mm. um, and then someone had their leg bit off. So they kind of loosely tracked the same progression. Mm. But in real life, the shark just moved on. They went right. to try to find it. <laughs> they couldn't. And then the attack stops, and life went on. Mm-hmm. And they'd never found the shark, and the shark never came back. Which, <laughs> like, that makes for a boring movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also a slice of reality. That is a potential right. outcome. And so from the mayor's perspective, yeah. like... It's, it's a weird, like, like we are seeing it through the eyes of the movie where it's like the outcome is obvious that yeah. it, like you there need to shut shark. down. Yeah. There is a shark. It's a murderous shark. It's like sharks mur- don't have motives. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't. And like the whole framing of the movie where it's like, it's a giant smorgasbord and a predator would never move on. And you yeah, know, right. it's obviously not what happened in real life, but <laughs> it's just like an interesting don't give the sharks any ideas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They're like, wait a second. We don't have to swim around the world. Yeah. I just <laughs> saw these people right here. Well, There's like, no fat yeah, sharks.
0: They're not, they're not yeah. smart enough to do the smogsters' like, Seals are way harder to catch than humans. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just that the how dynamic decision making in the moment of crisis mm-hmm. can be and how corrupting like I think you said it, well, Aaron. Um, And I think our only hope is to be honest with those secondary considerations because it doesn't necessarily invalidate the the desire for the public good, but you at least surface your biases and you can kind of, you know, examine them or, or, you know, have them up. It's when we pretend that we're above it or pretend that they don't exist uh, or pretend that there's only one way because it's, you're right. Like relative truth like breaks things down, but sometimes it's uncertain truth. You know, mm. and I just, not to go back to the COVID thing, but it's like the similar dynamic because mm-hmm. no one knew. Yeah. It's easy to look at this and, and be very certain, like shark shut down the beach. <laughs>
2: right.
0: But like in a real world example, you see the complexity of the decision making. Really a variety of people have reached a yeah. variety of decisions and, you know, like honestly held. And I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, it's hard to kind of even now look back and say that's objectively wrong, that was objectively right, or this was a good decision, that was a bad decision. Like people were being guided by different sets of values and like honing in on different, where the data led and reaching different conclusions. Yeah. And it's just, it's dynamic.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, especially just with COVID as the example, like, and how politicized that was, it was easy to like demonize people right. in different ways. Like on both sides that happened a lot, but it, I, I did think it was really interesting. Just, I mean, you can see this in Jaws and in real life, uh, like you're saying, Tim, just that there are, there's definitely uh, room for different roles and we need all those different roles, but you just have to be careful of like who you're listening to at any given time. Cause like, in this scenario, like the sheriff is going to be the risk averse one. Like he, because that's his job, he's getting paid to be risk averse. And so you can't always listen to what he's going to say in every single situation because he's always going to be risk averse,
0: but at what cost. Right.
1: And, but that is his job. Like he's literally getting paid to do that. And like the mayor, you could kind of, you know, he's there to view the town more holistically of like, there's a lot of things that he needs to take care of and like, make sure that the people are being taken care of in different ways. And I, I feel like during COVID it was easy to like kind of zero in on like one person and be like, Oh, okay, this is what they're saying. They're saying re- this really strongly. They must be right. And it was just an interesting view. Cause it's like, well, they're not wrong. It's just that their perspective is dialed into a very specific thing. And maybe their risk tolerance is like higher or lower than other people's. But if that's their job to be that way, then like that's, they're doing their job, but it's not everybody should try to be, have the same view as everybody else essentially. Like it's good for all of us to have different views. And that's one thing that's actually interesting in JAWS. There's never really good, clear communication between like Brody kind of like the, the parties that are involved. There's never any like real give and take. It's always this like very hot headed kind of off the cuff discussions. Like while they're walking around getting ready for, for of July. Cause Brody's like, I'm closing the beaches right now. He doesn't go talk to, whereas if he had gone and talked to the mayor, like, and once he does that, then the, you're also bringing in this like power dynamic of like, mm-hmm. what's well, his first year here. You know, he's like, stepping up, making this huge call without even talking to the mayor or the city council. And so like, no matter what the circumstances are, there's probably going to be pushback on that. Whereas it might've turned out differently if he had gone and talked to him and just said like, Hey, I have these concerns. I don't know for sure. Cause he didn't know for sure. And just, you know, tried to like be, just be more communicative about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Cause I, I think a lot of the times we, we don't really know what's true, but if you zero in on one person's perspective, that can be, even if they're doing their job, it can be disorienting for the whole picture. It's
0: just funny listening to say all that. It occurs to me that you're in the same breath making like a positive case for like plurality and eldership. Like <laughs> the exact same things you're saying are exactly why you need like plurality of mm-hmm. differently gifted and different perspectives, mm-hmm. like mutually submitting or like yeah. holding it together. Cause of all the things you're saying. So like you're making, meaning. yeah, no, I'm just saying like, you can take everything you just say, pluck it out of jaws, mm-hmm. put it in like a church leadership thing. Yeah. And it's like, Every bit of that is equally applicable.
1: And not saying that all those people should be like, should merge into the same person. It's actually good that they're all different. Yeah.
0: There should be different perspectives and tension, and you should have the risk averse one and you should have the kind of risk tolerant one, and they should grate on each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also recognize the risk averse person needs someone to pull them out of being risk averse, Mm -hmm. and the risk kind of tolerant one needs someone to ground them. And like, you can. See each other as threats, or you can see each other as, like, you're helping me kind of push back against my, like, natural bent. Mm-hmm. And, like, like it's effective when you embrace it.
1: Yeah, and hopefully you're getting towards, with both of those perspectives, knowing that both of them are flawed in certain ways, hopefully you're getting towards a better view of reality yeah. with that together. And it's
0: not just... Oh, this is your first summer. This is not my first summer. Right. So my opinion's better. Yeah. Like yeah. those kind of like you're saying power dynamics mm-hmm. is we resort to those things when we want to win. Yeah. And it's less about, Hey, I have a perspective, but it's limited. You have a perspective. But it's limited. Let's engage. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm like 90% right in this one and you're only 10, but who knows? Like maybe that's the other way around. I don't right. know. But like we only know by like engaging in like a way that, we truly are looking for the best balance and and Mm -hmm. that's, you can't nail that down necessarily, but the closest hope of getting there is engaging that way. Yeah, There's no guarantees, but it's the best shot at getting there.
1: And if you don't engage, you're going to have a very warped view of the world. If you're only engaging with people that see the world like you do, then you're almost assured to not see it correctly,
0: I think. I got to say, going into this, I was not expecting a <laughs> Jaws as a apologetic for plurality and eldership yeah. and church leadership, but this podcast has surprised me yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, we are. It, it probably, probably is are. surprising anybody who's <laughs> listening right now. Maybe that's our cue to move to the hunting part of the yeah. uh, movie.
1: I will say, I was just thinking earlier, there's three, the, you said the second half of the movie is just three guys out on a boat. We're three guys. Whoa, <laughs> we could go. We should be doing this podcast from out above? on the sea. Yeah, hunting a shark. Aaron is definitely yeah. Quint.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Ian's definitely Hooper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess like, so I have to be brody? brody. I think that all makes sense. That does I just, I just kinda kinda out. Out. Yeah. I think that all makes sense. Aaron would be most likely to be eaten by a shark. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's, three of that's us. probably true. And Ian would be most likely to hide from a shark. I went down in that cage, though. I mean, come on. The the way that he's like,
1: he has the thing, and then it just drops it as soon as the first time the shark gets it. It's like, that was your whole plan. What do you That was do?
0: Disproportionately frustrating for me. It's like, head on a swivel, man. You're in there. That shark could be coming 360. You You got it. Head on a swivel. Man. And
1: that's all he brought down there. Like, you <laughs> gotta take care of that a thing. Like, stick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's not gonna work. Well, I had the injection. Yeah, in it. he was oh, trying, trying to like concert. drug yeah. it or something. Is <laughs> that like, what he was trying to do? I just kind of went with it. Yeah, I, in I don't my even mind, it was like gonna like. Make its heart stop or something. Yeah. I don't it know. Just kills it. I mean, he clearly was a skilled <laughs> autopsy guy. Yeah. He, he had, you know, psychology knowledge For or something. It, it felt
1: like Hooper was like, did a lot it's of a things. Renaissance man. I we don't know.
0: Really know like he, like no. do. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I just, it just seems like he's very talented. I, I don't know. That's just my yeah. perspective. He's like knitting at night when they're <laughs> <I'm laughs> on the boat. He's yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> making a sweater. <laughs> Does this mean we can compare scars? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has to happen
0: now, yeah. (laughs) So what... um, I mean, there's less philosophical angles to to delve into, but I feel like it would be remiss if we didn't at least talk about the the USS Indianapolis speech. Yeah, that's that's, true. That's a great scene. I don't think Quint's acting. (laughs) (laughs) The whole movie, I just don't think... Like, yeah, he um, actually was... He tried to, because the character's drunk, so he thought he Mm. would play it drunk, Uh like literally get drunk and then Mm -hmm. do it, and it was (laughs) incoherent. They couldn't use any of it. (laughs) And so he, like, was remorseful and called up Spielberg and asked to have another shot. Yeah. And Spielberg said okay. And so the one that's in the movie, he did first take, like, when he was sober and, and like, (laughs) kind of motivated to make amends. But it's like, it's an iconic yeah. oh, like, yeah. monologue. It like,
3: it's one of the great monologues ever. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible, um, the performance. And um, yeah, he takes you there like emotionally. You see it on him. You see the way that uh, he's affecting Brody and Hooper. Um, yeah,
1: Robert Shaw. When it kind of comes out of nowhere,
3: too. (laughs) They're drunk and happy
0: and comparing scars. And
1: just like in the movie, there there isn't a lot of monologuing in that movie or even like bringing up. I mean, there's a shark killing people, but it's in this kind of like suspense action-y way. But yeah, and then he just hits you with that.
0: Pretty good. I like that. um, It's like a rewriting of history like the the USS Indianapolis is a real ship it got hit sailors went all that stuff's real Hmm. but I guess there's like very few if any like confirmed shark killing anyone in the water Hmm. but the shark like they interviewed a bunch of, of the survivors of the the ship sinking um and all of them were just, like... The sharks went after the people who were already dead. But, like, anyone who was alive was just like, mm. yeah, we wouldn't, I didn't know anyone who got bit. I, you know? Yeah. But I think because of the power of this movie, like, that's the version yeah. most people think is historically right. accurate. Um, like which, any great story. Exactly. It's, it's
3: loosely based <laughs> that's right. on a true story. Don't <laughs> yeah. let the truth get in that's the way right. of a good story. That's right.
0: <laughs> but I think part of what makes it so powerful is, like, you can, like, put yourself there. Like, we were talking earlier about, like, the... The hold sharks have on our psyche, the idea of like being (laughs) like in war and your ship sinking because, you know, (laughs) torpedoes. There's thousands of you. Yeah, Yeah. right. And then you're just sitting and you're like sitting ducks, you know, like you're just a giant like buffet for the sharks. (laughs) Sitting walruses. Yeah. (laughs) That's just like such a horrible, but, like, weirdly plausible, like, <laughs> no, yeah. thought that's just, like, high-level torture.
1: Yeah. that the, Yeah. And the way that he describes it is so visceral.
0: And, you it, like, really you immediately are like, okay, I'm now sympathetic to Quinn. Like, now yeah. I know why he is the way he is. Right. yeah. <laughs> I'd be salty, too. Mm-hmm. And why yeah. he wants
1: to kill this shark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why he wants to kill Hooper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, I, I'll just say... I love the characters in this movie. Like, Quint, Hooper, and Brody, I would watch them go do anything. (laughs) Like, them three together. Like, Quint, I didn't take a lot of notes, but I just have Quint... Best entrance ever! Like his the scratch on the oh my god! Did he draw that shark? Yeah. Also, why is there a picture?
3: There's a cartoon (laughs) picture of a shark. Yeah, it's like (laughs) who drew that? Yeah, I was
1: really curious. I didn't really notice that the first time, but this time I was like, did he draw the shark? And then
3: (laughs) I can't decide if I want him to be the one who drew it or just
1: someone (laughs) drew a scary shark. They really were not reading the room. If they, if yeah. it was just some random person just doodling in the back, like, they have like the kid's leg hanging yeah. out of the mouth. Like, oh man, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah I is. just, I really, I really liked all three of them a lot, and they just all like really play well together. But they have some depth too, I think. I would say, especially compared to like. Uh, recent action movies that I've seen, I feel like they have a lot more depth and it doesn't just feel like, Oh, this person's character is that they get angry sometimes or whatever. It, it felt like more, they felt like more real characters. Um, even though it is like kind of an action suspense movie. I, and I think that's part of what really brings you along mm-hmm. in the, I mean, the whole movie, but especially the last half of it, whenever you're just on the ship with them.
3: Well, there, there is something really satisfying about, like, trios in movies who are all, uh, like, the the classic one is, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, where they're all, like, different in character, and they kind of, like, grate on the other two in different ways. And mm-hmm. it, it creates these, like, really interesting dynamics that are, In some ways, more interesting than just like, you know, uh, protagonist, antagonist. And um, like Jaws, this is a great example of that Mm -hmm. kind of dynamic where they're all just so different. They all just grate on each other. Just They're different um, in complementary ways, but it it makes a really compelling watch.
1: Yeah, but then they're all united in Mm -hmm. what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it.
0: Yeah, every time I watch Jaws, I think I'm surprised, even though I shouldn't be, of how long that like out on the boat hunting the yeah, shark. Yeah, it is. A it takes long a long time. Like, yeah. You almost feel like, okay, I know where this is going. I know where it's going to end. <laughs> they're going to go. They got to hunt the shark. They got to find it. There's going to be some near misses, and then the good yeah. guys win mm-hmm. at the end. But like beyond even like the the, you know, USS Indianapolis speech and their little comparing of Scars and everything. Like, they really let that whole section breathe. Mm -hmm. And I think it it helps what you're saying with the trio. It really allows that to develop. Because you have a grizzled sea captain. (laughs) You have a rich, young, highly educated, you know, like... I love the, like, he was on the crew of an America's Cup. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> done it all. He's yeah. done it all. He's yeah. an athlete. <laughs> he's all that does Enough is, it. is it, it just makes Quint hate him more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, making him do knots. And he's, Hooper's clearly, he yeah. knows. Like, he knows, he, he not, knows it. Yeah. He, he's not just right. someone who knows it academically. Like, he, he he's spent time on boats, and but not military and, and mm. not, you know, kind of coming up through hard knocks. And then you have... Um, um, Brody, who just hates boats, hates water, hates everything yeah, about this. doesn't us. want to be He's there very there all. reluctantly yeah. there. But he's
3: from the city, right? Yeah. Hasn't he transferred to like yeah. a more, he wants a slower pace. Right. Yeah. And so, even
0: when he was on that barge with the, the council people rolling in, he just was like, I hate boats. And yeah. they, they're yeah, laughing right. at him because he's just like, right. I don't like boats. I don't like the water. I don't think he even swims. Like he just, yeah, he that's why his yeah. wife says that. Yeah. yeah. And so like that right away, you have three mm-hmm. versions of people on that boat, you yeah. know, with three different personalities and three different kind of sets of strengths and weaknesses, but united in purpose. But like you have the, I'm maybe, a, it's one of those movie tropes or whatever that I'm a sucker for, but like the deep sea fishing, hooking a big one and like. I'm like a wannabe fisherman. Like, I love the idea (laughs) of fishing. I just have no skills and no (laughs) equipment and no tolerance for (laughs) even learning and obtaining those things. But the idea, it has a hold on my imagination. like, I'm not just talking about, like, catching a little, you know, sunfish or something, like, where you have to, like, hook in, and then it's, like, an hour-long fight where you have to, like, reel and let it run. And Like, I love watching that. And so when he, like first hooks jaws mm. and then he, he like slowly like cooks himself. Oh, yeah, in. that's a good, I yeah, love how deliberate cool scene, all that yeah. is. It just yeah. pulls me in mm. and then he's yelling, you know, and they have to position the boat and you know, and he's, he's doing all that. But it, like, it also, I think puts a timer off in your mind of like the fish is hooked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now it's like the countdown's on, we're heading towards a confrontation. And then it basically like, he breaks the line <laughs> It's like supposed to be this unbreakable line. Mm-hmm. So it, it signifies how strong this mm-hmm. shark is, how yeah. unusually strong it is. And then they get drunk <laughs> and tell stories. And yeah. then it's like, you know, but the whole like shooting it with a barrel and like to make it oh, tired yeah, out, no, it's, no, yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. a side of like, you know, I, I don't deep sea fish game hunts or whatever. So I, I kind of, I, I just enjoy that. But yeah. it really... Like, lets that breathe and really plays it out. And so, you, you, I think, as a byproduct, get an appreciation for just what kind of adversary mm-hmm. the shark is. It's not right. just something that you go hunt. Even like Quint's kind of blithe, uh, you know, I'll find it for 3,000 right. and I'll hunt it for 10. This isn't anything that even Quint has seen before. And right. it's like a subtle way of reinforcing mm-hmm. this like force of nature that the shark really is. I love
1: too, whenever you first see the shark and Brody's freaking out. And, but then like Quinn, he really locks in and you, you start to understand that like he, he knows what he's doing and he knows it's going to be this mm, battle. Like yeah. he, but he, he has like tactics and strategy for it. It's not just something that he's going yeah. into blind. Cause he locks in. he's like, okay, I need to get this harpoon thing. Like Hooper tie on this, this, uh, the barrel. And at first you don't even really know what it's for, but he has this whole strategy of like, okay, we're going to get enough barrels in him so that he can't stay down and tire him out. And then we're going to hook him onto the boat and all, but you don't know any of that's coming. Yeah. I'm like barrels. Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really? And,
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. For some reason, I really like that, that it doesn't feel, it feels like you're really going into this battle with like, an actual battle plan and it does, it lets you see all that play out and like how that works and, but you also see, which is, uh, this might be my favorite part of the movie is seeing Quint kind of unravel Mm. as that goes on (laughs) and like kind of comes to a head whenever, at least like it becomes more obvious whenever Brody is trying to radio the Coast Guard and he just comes in and smashes (laughs) it because everything else he does is kind of like, okay, yeah, you're, you're like kind of a crazy yeah. sea captain guy, but you know, I'm into it. But then he just smashes the, and I, I really love that part because I mentioned Moby Dick before. And whenever I watched this movie earlier this year, I had, I didn't just read Moby Dick, but I had, I read it a long time ago, but I'd listened to a podcast about it. Like right before I watched this movie and it made me think a lot about Moby Dick. And I was talking to people a lot about Moby, Moby Dick and there's a lot of like, Quinn does a lot of Captain Ahab in him of just this like fixation and kind of leaving things behind for this, this battle that for whatever reason he needs to, he feels like he needs to do. And he, and there's also something, there's more to it than what meets the eye because like, why would he smash the radio? (laughs) That does not make, it doesn't make any sense at all from like an efficiency or staying alive way. But I, there is something that I kind of gets it where it's like, he has just turned this into his mission.
0: Well, there's no turning back. It's like burning the bridges behind Mm -hmm.
1: you. Yeah. 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 He, he's hunting this, this monster and it's kind of him and you know, and he has his crew, but very much in the Ahab way, it's like him against this shark and, you know, and, and he's going to take it, he's going to see it to completion one way or another. And you like really get that. And, um, yeah, I guess read Moby Dick, but there, there's, (laughs) there's a lot in that of like, why do we do like, why do I think people do that, but like men in general tend to specifically like pick one thing. And just kind of like really push into it, even though it doesn't really make any sense. One of my, King of Kong is probably my oh. favorite example of that. I would love that. We can that. do that sometime. Oh my man, yeah. I I love that. It's, it's so good. But because that's such a ridiculous example. Yeah. But it, yeah, I think men in general just really, we have something in that where we want to We want to fight those battles in one way or another, and I think it's interesting to see it played out on such a large scale like Mm -hmm. it is here.
0: I got to say, I was impressed with the number of hits Jaws could take. Yeah, He got stabbed and shot and harpooned, and he didn't have a glass jaw. Like, that that shark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's still coming after. He's still coming, Yeah. they
3: had to blow them up. I mean, that's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to fight anything that yeah. I have to blow up to yeah. defeat. That's...
0: Yeah, and that reminds me. <laughs> the other thing that it's a couple of moments, like the, the autopsy scene. <laughs> but after they blow up, I understand you conclusively there's no doubt that you have killed this this shark.
2: Yeah. Still
0: in the ocean. <laughs> Where that shark came from, there could be one more. There could be fifty more. You don't know. Yeah. And they pedal back. Yeah. And, and, which is fine if that you know the boat clearly sank, but they're so casual and yeah. so relaxed yeah. and so <laughs> making kinda, jokes. Yeah, <laughs> making yeah. jokes <laughs> yeah. and Ryan just whistling through the park. Yeah, kinda Quint just died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Quint died.
0: Like Brody just witnessed him just get bit in half by and like his shark. Hooper surfaces. <laughs> Very conveniently, right? I right, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's just like, Quint, and then Brody's just like, shakes his head no, and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would have wanted it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like if yeah. I had just emerged improbably from this traumatic fight right. to the death with the shark, again, whatever means necessary to get back to land, I appreciate, but I would be white-knuckling every stroke of oh, that, yeah. that back end, And the, the fact that they are so carefree it's just hilarious to me. Yeah, I have this
3: thing. I don't do it publicly, but <laughs> when I've been through something intense, like I just gotta let it out. You know, I gotta, I gotta yell. i like, ah! like, and I, I would have done that. Like, and that's yeah. that's oh, a scenario yeah. where you're just like, ah, to just shouting yeah. to the cosmos, like, what did I just go through? Like, yeah, yeah.
0: it's crazy. I would be thinking that shark just blew up. There's blood and guts everywhere. <laughs> and what attracts more sharks? Blood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. blood and it's guts and up, dead yeah. things.
1: It's gonna be more sharks
0: That's what eat I'm that thinking.
3: Shark. Yeah. If you watch it in reverse, it's about some humans who murder a shark <laughs> who is then a and then another shark is an avenging
0: <laughs> <coming>. their comrade. <laughs> That reinforces our earlier point about the the relativity of truth and right. uh, the mm-hmm. multiple perspectives. Right, yeah, maybe.
3: Uh, <laughs> he's the shark's like, hey, when you eat a carrot, did the other carrots come and yeah. try and kill you? Like, <laughs>
1: like, give me a break here. I feel like there's a lot of like different versions of this movie. You could write that movie from the from the shark's perspective, and then I I think it'd be interesting to write a different movie. From where there is no shark, but Brady Brody's this like paranoid, like <laughs> he's the <a> half figure, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. yeah, like he's like yeah. telling everybody, "No, there's a sh- like, yeah. I know there's a shark, like I've seen it." Like, right? I, I don't. know I mean, I just think you could, you could push it a lot of different I feel ways, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it, it's gotta be it's something. I, it sounds me, really fam- yeah. familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Where like somebody, there's something dangerous, and somebody's like trying to push that. Yeah. yeah, but I, I can't mm-hmm. think of one right now. It's gotta be. There's gotta be something.
0: I just think Aaron's suspiciously in tune with the thoughts and feelings of Sharks. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like I think like the lobby it. got to him. It does seem like He's their spokesman. Like it.
1: <laughs> it's like an earpiece in my ear. <laughs> it's, little, some it's
3: Some Sharks are like, oh, it's negative, negative. Negative. Negative.
1: It's a little fin. There's like a little shark fin like coming up.
3: Cut down sharks in some way, right?
1: Yeah. yeah say something. Uh, oh, I don't like sharks.
3: Uh, look how d- dumb their fins are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. One thing I've got. A, I've got one more. <laughs> I don't know how much we could even talk about this, but it does. It kind of remind me of Fargo, like how we. I think you kind of zeroed in on this, Tim, but talking about Fargo in general of like <clears throat> all these different facets of evil and like the ways that evil kind of shows itself.
0: It's. I'm going to let you continue, but it's uh, funny you say that because you know how your mind just remembers... Random, borderline useless things for no reason, uh-huh. and you can't remember like important stuff. Yeah, too. yeah. I just remember in Fargo when we were the the Russian killer guy. Yeah, we talked Aaron about. compared him to a shark. Yeah, you did. I st- I, I also just remember always that. Always stuck yep. in my head. Me too. I just thought it was an odd but very fitting yep. description. It was he has yeah, like eyes. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said that, and it. it yeah, stuck with I don't me. remember that. So yeah. anyway, continue.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, whenever he was giving the monologue, I also I thought mm. about Fargo because of that. Yeah. Um. I think that there, it's not like really trying to say this per se, but there is something interesting of like whether it's human nature or maybe just like the world and like nature itself is dangerous. Like Brody is coming out from New York. You know, he he has this, he has this, it's not exactly a monologue, but he has a couple of lines. I think it's whenever him and Hooper are out in the boat the first time and they, they find the other boat that's been eaten. And he's talking about like oh, I came out here because like New York is dangerous. People get you know mugged all the time. People mm-hmm. get killed all the time. And like nothing bad ever happens out here. Like nobody's ever been murdered. All this stuff. Mm. But then he comes out here and he comes face to face with this almost like unnatural. It does. It feels like an evil. Like a shark mm-hmm. isn't evil. Maybe it's him. But <laughs> <Maybe> it's <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. And so like, there's something, I don't know. I thought that, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was just an interesting idea of like, we can try to run from what we view as evil and it's evil. It's easy to paint like, Oh, like people are bad. I just need to get to like Mm -hmm. a smaller, simpler place and everything will be easier. And I don't know. There's something, there's some things that can be true in that, but I also think that there, there's evil everywhere. And whether it's like, you know, like human evil, like doing evil things are kind of like the tree of life, like way of grace versus way of nature. Like nature is also, it's just brutal Mm -hmm. and we live in a hard world. And so him trying to escape that actually leads to him having this crazy encounter with the shark, which, you know, I don't know what he did in New York, but like what he does, like (laughs) the shark is pretty dangerous. (laughs) Like he (laughs) he gets into a pretty crazy spot with it. So I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting too of like the, no matter, or maybe it's kind of like the, um, what is it? The village. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, if I, I don't, I don't even care that I'm spoiling that
2: movie because
1: <laughs> I, I don't like that movie. No. Um, but it's like it, the more that you try to seclude yourself and like bubble yourself away from evil, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just see that you can't. It's waiting at your doorstep. It's waiting at your doorstep. It's waiting on your beach. <laughs> your beach. <laughs>
0: Aaron's not going to acknowledge that sharks are evil though. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, nervous. A... Yeah. Those jellyfish <laughs> That's, though. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys considered little... jellyfish? <laughs> <laughs> seems a little harsh. I don't know. Uh... Are there any other like gospel themes or applications
3: to draw? I was thinking, uh, when you guys were talking about the, um, kind of the way that, uh, you know we all have our our perspective and our biases and um, I think one gospel application of that is that um, in some ways like our faith um, in the church today it's it's kind of moved towards more of an individual mm. aspect at least in in some ways, not completely but just in some aspects and I really do think like we're we are meant to live our our Christian life, largely in community. And a big piece of that is I don't think we even always like are intentionally lying to ourselves or other people. It's just, they're, they're kind of biases for a reason. It's kind of how you see the world and it's hard to know the things that you, you can't see or that you're Mm. blind to. And that's, that's part of the value of living your life in community is that you come together with people who have, all different perspectives and they've been shaped by all, in all kind of different ways than you, some similar, but some different. And it's just, it's helpful, you mm-hmm. know, to, to be able to lay out, well, this is what I'm thinking. And like you said, I don't even think a lot of times you're trying to like deceive yourself or mm-hmm. others. Um, sometimes it really is. You're just blind to things and it's just mm-hmm. helpful for someone else to hear it and listen to it. Like, have you considered this? I think mm-hmm. you're missing something. I can see why you're, why you think that way. And it's, even true, but it's partially true, and here are other things that are also true mm-hmm. that would be worth considering and would give you a more complete perspective on this, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And um, I think you, you see that in the movie. I mean, they, um, their view on how to approach this this danger is it's enriched by all the per- and there is there's a lot of tension and it, it um, it's not it's a messy process. You know, it's not an easy process, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's part of the, the beauty of it is um, it's messy because that's what it takes to, to really drill down.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And you need that communication. Like you really need to engage in that messiness and like figure out how to do that well. And that's how you're able to, to navigate those and then navigate the things that are dangerous and to do it in a way that does actually help the common, the common good
2: yeah
0: yeah I think for me as I've kind of thought and reflected on the movie, I'm a little more maybe abstract, but we, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I'm really grabbed by the the way suspense is, is built mm-hmm. and how the shark really isn't seen for a lot of the movie and it's this hidden danger and like we we're talking earlier about the the hold that sharks have on the human imagination and some of the reasons for that. And I I, kind of borrowing on on what you were saying a little earlier, Ian, about just almost like how the shark is this like representation of evil. Like it just makes me think of like another thing that has like a hold on human imagination is things like ghosts or or Mm -hmm. demonic things or, you know, and, and I think there's some, it's not exactly the same, but I, as I've thought about it, I think there are some similarities in that it's this maybe real, but, like, I've never really, I've never seen a great white. I've been swimming. I've seen some baby sharks that people caught that freaked me out, but I've never really, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's like I'm aware every time I go swimming, that, mm. you know. I've been at the dock at Corpus Christi where some guy caught this, like, nine-foot black-tip reef shark with, like, crazy teeth and it's just like that thing was swimming by the dock you know I was in the same waters it's just it's real but at the same time doesn't feel accessible and I think a lot of you know like as Christians we we do believe there's a spiritual realm we do believe that there's things like demons and angels and and things like that and it can have a hold on our imagination and you know even like like an unhealthy fixation in the way that like an unhealthy fixation of sharks after this mm-hmm. like kind of you know mm-hmm. um and i do but like our our sense of danger and how we're in danger cuz what's interesting about the movie is there's very real danger like some people died some people were eaten by literally by the shark and yet you know when you span out like this one tiny town on the whole coast you know there're all these th- like the vast majority, it wasn't, you know, like the, the sense of scale because of the source of the danger has like a hold on the imagination and triggers something deep within. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just goes to the nature of some of our, our wiring or psychology of things like go bump in the night. Um, and so I I don't know, like, I don't know, it's maybe like a half-developed thought <laughs> because, you know, like, like, yeah. I, I think the almost that C.S. Lewis thing of there's a danger of overemphasizing mm-hmm. demons or, or the spiritual realm. And there's a danger of being like blind to it. Um, and so I don't know, I, I think this movie, it's almost like shows me this, this like, it's a cautionary tale against overemphasizing, mm-hmm. you know, like the danger of sharks or, or that, but it also serves as like this wake up thing. And, and, you know, I think mm-hmm. the way that it, it triggered something in, in the the collective consciousness um i think it just it points to an innate wiring that, that a lot of people share um that i think points to to something you know in a weird way that like we're not just a collection of, of molecules and atoms mm-hmm. like you know we have a common you know there's a humanity and a shared aspect of that part of that's imagination part of that's suspense and fear of the unknown mm-hmm. fear of, of being harmed fear of things that are outside of our control um of, of having an adversary that we don't know how to fight like mm-hmm. you know the kind of things that that would be us in the water with a shark um <laughs> yeah i don't know mm-hmm. and so obviously the gospel fits in with that along the you know my little ruminations not exactly the gospel but um you know, I think the gospel brings a sharpness and a clarity and a balance to that of calling us to be aware, to not pretend the sharks don't exist in the water, <laughs> you know, spiritually speaking. But at the same time, we don't have to think that every bump that we get is, is this insurmountable attack mm-hmm. kind of thing, so... I don't know. A little bit out of left
1: field, but... Sharks aren't that different from snakes, so, you know, <laughs> could be some biblical... Both very uh, high
0: on my yeah. stay far away list, yeah. so...
1: Wait, I, even just what you were saying, too, we've talked, uh, or at least Aaron and I have talked a lot about horror movies, just in general, with mm-hmm. the people that we know, <laughs> and... Um, uh it is interesting. I I mean I don't really watch horror movies. I just I just don't really have like the stomach for them and I just I don't know. I just have never I didn't grow up watching horror movies and I don't particularly like them. And uh, there were times whenever I kind of questioned the validity or just like the value I guess of horror movies.
0: But not million dollar baby.
1: <laughs> not million dollar baby. No, that's that's a good movie. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Um, and I, one time I was at uh well, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was at a museum and they had a, a, what do they call that? Um, exhibit. Yeah. An exhibit. Thank you. About horror movies. And it was interesting. I don't remember who it was, but some director had a quote about, he liked directing horror because it tapped into people like, a part of people's minds that we don't normally tap into. And then once you can get people to tap into that part of their minds, then you can go places and you can open up an audience to things that aren't normally accessible. So kind of like what you're saying, there is this thing with like, it's easy to talk, A certain way, but we all have these fears and we all like fear the unknown and, and those, those are very visceral. When you, whenever you're feeling that, like fear isn't really rational a a lot of the time Mm -hmm. because somebody could tell you like, oh, this is, you're totally safe, but the, you'll still feel that fear and that, and yeah, there's something very human about that. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's just interesting. I think that, I think that is a very, very real thing. Um, and to be able to use that in art, I think it can be really helpful sometimes. Yeah. So maybe I'm pro horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can say, maybe we'll do a horror movie on here one time. I think we did. Maybe. billion dollars baby. <laughs> that, no, that's not a horror movie. That's, I mean, Clint Eastwood does look pretty old in that. He does kind of look like if <laughs> anyone looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just walking around. It's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> But not quite.
0: (laughs) Are we ready to rate? Yep.
1: Yeah, I think so. What are we? I don't know. I was trying to think. I haven't put any thought into this. (coughs) Do chum buckets. Yeah, (laughs) let's do chum buckets. Chum buckets. (laughs) Chum buckets. <laughs> uh, I'm going, I feel like whatever I say is just. I'm gonna, ready, I'm yeah, like Jaws I know, I know.
3: I'm
0: just, there might
1: be three I barrels like, on me, but yeah, I don't care I'm, I, just, I am it's, running it, it's you, like you're I'm, Quint you're on the sinking ship it's like I'm, I'm just ready. jumping in the water with the book of the <laughs> just like, oh, here it is <laughs> alright, this is a, wait, hold on, actually I'm going to look at my letterbox and see what I rated it I know I rated it earlier I have a rating oh, in mind right now, but I wanna I know I rated it uh, whenever I saw it earlier this year. I think actually fun fact, I think this might have been the first movie that I rated on Letterboxd.
0: On Letterboxd. So uh, Nobody cares either. If you
1: guys are out there uh, all of our listeners, then uh you know go add me on Letterboxd. Grow my following.
2: You're going to say who you are. Like
1: four people to six people. Is your oh, big no, sad robot. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, it's big sad robot. That is it. No, nobody respects you. <laughs> it's from a movie okay
3: oh that's big sad robot uh
1: exactly what i thought i gave it uh four chum buckets yeah that's what i gave it before that's what i give it now um i think yeah i mean i don't even know if i feel like i have to explain that it's i like it it's a good movie it's entertaining um it holds up very well i appreciate what it did for the film industry uh, it does, it feels kind of long to me at some point. So it feels like it kind of drags a little bit. Um, and in general, it's just kind of a suspense action movie, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's like, it's not going to make my top 10 or anything, but I do, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it this time again too. Yeah. I was
3: just committed to doing half a point above whatever you said. I knew so. it. <laughs> I knew that's what it would be. <laughs> So four and a half <laughs> Tum <ten> Buckets <laughs> Rated,
0: <laughs> Rated. I, I I just think You have to honor The greats <laughs> like, That's, yeah. fair. That's fair Who That's are fair. you To come oh I mean You gotta honor The greats The rate movie, movie Objectively movie, It's culturally <laughs> Legendary I mean It decimated The shark population <laughs> It's the power of story It's you know, <laughs> Spielberg at oh, 29, sorry. showing off, like, you know, starting his f- six-decade flex. It's a master class in feints and, and yeah. showing and in the psychological side. It invented the summer, like, literally invented the summer blockbuster. I mean, yeah, the psychological aspects, the, just all of it, like... I agree, it's not, like, I, I liked Aaron's thing a couple of weeks ago of this wouldn't necessarily be my desert island, mm, especially if it was right. surrounded by water. <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> you're on a desert island, this is not what Unless you want to be Unless I wanted watching. to not be tempted to, yeah. like, do a castaway, yeah. build a raft, and go for Unless it. never to it, it would keep me lead. in line, but yeah. I, it's not something that, I, like, I feel, I don't have nostalgia for it, it's a little before my time, It's yeah. unlike some of the other movies, so I, I get it, but I think it's just, it's a legendary movie. And every time I watch it, it's not mm-hmm. like, I get why it's a legendary movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's a certain amount of, I don't have the warm and fuzzies in the same way, mm. but I really do. It, it, I get engrossed in it every time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's not as dated as you would think for, a, it's a 50-year-old movie. Yeah, that's yeah. It's insane. That's crazy. And it still made me huh. jump, like, out of my chair, like, that one time. I so, saw I just uh, you know, you gotta respect you gotta respect your elders. You gotta respect what came before you. And so this yeah. is my way of paying homage. Five chum five, wow, I'm getting as many sharks buckets. around wow. this wow. ship yeah, as yeah. possible yeah. when I throw Ian overboard. Yeah. I wanted many sharks at it
3: going at it. Yeah, I don't know how to quantify this, but I think if you were somehow able to show sharks all of our greatest <laughs> movies, I think they'd be ambivalent to all of them except this one. And I think that means something. Yeah. <laughs> That
1: matters. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means
2: yeah. yet, but it's something. I don't know what it means, something.
0: but it means I something. something. I think if we had rated like, like rating on chum buckets caused the sharks pulling Aaron's, Aaron's <laughs> strings to like yeah. freak yeah. out. They're the like, yeah, like yeah, can, you yeah, yeah. can
2: you <laughs> <laughs> give 10? Can you give 10?
0: I want 10 chum buckets. And it
3: just caused Aaron like, to whoa, short come, out. Calm yeah. down, sharks. <laughs> he's, he's like, sharks. Yeah. I got this. I got this. It's so easy. You're going to give the game
0: away. We got to go four and a half, all right? Just trust me on this. Keep it cool, keep it cool. <laughs> be cool, be cool. cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm actually curious of uh, recommendations. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, I, I knew you would be. Um, Valjean
3: is kind of like the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, there's something about <laughs> the poetic justice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, not this time. I went with, uh, it's, well, okay. Yeah. What I really zeroed in on was Quint's kind of obsession with the shark mm. and just his, his like, just, he, he is really ready to forsake everything for well, this thing sure that Javert. he feels like he has to do. Right. i <laughs> uh, very much like Javert. Um, no, so I went with the Alpinist. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah, the the, the mountain climbing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. seen it because we talked about yeah. it, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a very different context, but it is about this guy who just has this, and not in a showy or flashy way at all, but he has this kind of crazy obsession and like compulsion almost just to do really hard uh, outdoor things like stuff that people have never done before. And it's kind of, a, I guess, yeah, it's a documentary, but it's just about his life and like what the boundaries that he's pushing. Cause he really does push boundaries in climbing and then kind of like where that leads him and, um, with like him and just the relationships around him. And <clears throat> it's interesting. Cause it, yeah, I, I think a lot of the same thing of like, it doesn't really make sense why he does this stuff. Like you can't really, from uh, from a lot of different views, it doesn't make sense. But he, it, obviously, it feels very strongly about it. and um, So it's kind of getting at the same thing, from but from a very different angle.
0: There's a lot of things I want to say, but I don't want to spoil anything, and I'm afraid <laughs> to say anything. So I see where you're coming from. I like to pick. All right. I'm I'm yeah, gonna, uh, I was pretty
1: happy with that, actually. Yeah. I thought it <laughs>
3: fit pretty well. So as soon as this movie ended there was one movie that came to mind <sighs> and another masterclass on suspense um one of the greatest movie taglines of all time uh in space no one can hear you scream ah, mm. yes. uh alien yes mm. hmm. a lot that of a, good a lot of similar yeah, beats
0: and uh yeah, if, if you if you like jaws 79 also in the 70s, also
3: right? 70s yeah um you will really like alien and yeah, I Alien was another one of those movies like I loved from the time I was little, and I've seen it a lot of times, and um, it's yeah, it's worth watching.
0: I uh, my I showed my kids Alien maybe last summer or the summer before I can't remember. They loved it. They were obsessed mm-hmm. with it, even really? for being and, and they, huh. they tend to roll their eyes at anything you know before the you know anything from my childhood or earlier. And they loved it. Yeah. And like when Ripley, like the the like you're saying the suspense mm-hmm. and like her confrontation with mm-hmm. the the yeah. I I, co signed that. It's another masterclass mm. class of, of suspense and that kind of monster mm-hmm. genre, but like an elevated version of it while still being like interesting. Yeah, they, this and
3: Jaws, they're not quite horror, but they. They really like co-opt the genre in some really like Mm -hmm. interesting ways and really like well done ways Um, at a time when I think horror was kind of coming into like the slasher campy kind of stuff. So
0: yeah, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. I think
3: really helped. I mean, it's like a prestige genre now. It's kind of become that, and uh, I think these movies probably helped. Yeah. Take it that direction.
0: You could almost throw the original Halloween in there too. Yeah. The original one. Mm-hmm. Like that also yeah. it's a little less Absolutely. slashery than yep. the later ones. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen that, but I was thinking of the
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, same like same very... director. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like another that good
0: one. Well, you guys went in like a serious, like <laughs> authentic direction. <laughs> I was much more glib and Jaws is the greatest shark movie of all time. (laughs) And I just went to my second favorite, (laughs) second greatest shark movie of all time. And I I took the liberty of of pulling up the description Uh on IMDb just so we can all enjoy it. (laughs) Searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease. Oh, yeah. A group of scientists on an isolated research facility become the prey as a trio of intelligent sharks fight back.
3: Is
1: this, can we guess? I, yes. I read this because like, I was looking through the IMDb, uh-huh. but I can't remember what it's called. Do you have called. a guess? Is it Deep Blue?
0: Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue sea. Yes. yes. Yeah. It has Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I didn't know he was in a- <laughs> L LL Cool okay. J. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a murderer's Who's row. the girl? Um, Saffron Burrows. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was thinking of
3: um, someone else.
0: Michael Rappaport's in it. Michael Rappaport. Stellan Skarsgård, the, oh, wow, the teacher yeah. from uh, Goodwill Hunting, the yeah. professor. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. And Campy and all the, you know, B no, it's level. Great, it, it's yeah. not anywhere near like as valid or, or like, you know, but LL Cool is the cook. Yes. He, for some reason <laughs> <he's> <laughs> a cook. It's
3: just he, he's an expert at fighting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like Steven Seagal uh, in yeah, underseas. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Undersea! I love that movie yeah, so much. I watched that like a couple months ago. It still oh, it's still great. Still so good. Yeah, I've never
3: seen that. but he's like dude. a Navy SEAL cook. Yeah. <laughs> One so of the good. lesser known Navy SEAL careers.
0: <laughs> I always wanted when he like makes that bomb out of the microwave, yeah. and he like the power goes off, yeah. and he know, oh, I I was so obsessed with that. <laughs> Anyway, I highly recommend If you want just to have a fun evening of just watching a fun movie. Absolutely. Deep Blue Sea. It's not great, but it's the second (laughs) best shark movie in my book (laughs) after Jaws. I'll add it to my list. You should. And it better be at least four, four and a half, (laughs) maybe maybe 3.9. We'll keep it under Jaws, but (laughs) yeah. So there we have it. There we have it. (laughs) Uh We got to end this podcast. We got to go. Aaron's ear uh, (laughs) pierced. All right, we'll see you next week when we'll do whatever the sharks want us to do. (laughs) I'm sure we'll have been taken over by the sharks
1: then. (laughs) Listen
3: next week when three sharks review a (laughs) movie.
0: That's why I think. Deep Blue Sea was, like, commissioned by the sharks because yeah. they're intelligent, and they're, <laughs> they're the ones, you know. Like, Come on, <laughs> give us some propaganda, propaganda yeah. piece. Propaganda
3: piece, yeah. You flip the clue the channels late at night Looking for a movie, yeah, you're doing it right Called up Tim, I called up Ian I wanted to know, which movie are we seeing? Because some make you laugh, and some make you cry I want to know, are your thoughts like mine? Are
2: up? I- love of the frame love, 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 love of the frame, love the frame for the love of love the frame love of the, the... the frame love of the frame love of the frame the love of the frame love of the frame love of the frame